At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. to the hollow sky podcast we are your host i'm steven and kyle and it is another wonderful monday morning hollow cult we hope you're here hanging out with us trying to get this week started off the right way me and kyle are uh stream yarding this one in today trying to uh get caught up on some things this is should be a heater i've heard bits and pieces of this kyle's put in some work so it should be a heater i'm stoked on this one yeah, we actually talked about it on the night shift for a little bit. So if you missed that, that sucks. All the more reason to tune in. Should have been there. Should have been there. But before we do that, there's some pretty wild claims there. Yeah, it's 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 pretty dope. Uh, before we do that, we got to get through the business. So check us out at all social medias: Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Reddit, Discord. Anywhere you socialize and mediaize, we will be there. Search up the Hollow Sky Podcast and you can find us. If you'd like to uh, present a, your paranormal experience for us to feature on a future show, Kyle's got some information for you. You can call or text the Holophone, which is going to be 618 you can also write your stories out and shoot them over to email, which is going to be holoskypodcast at gmail.com. You can use like your voice memo app or apps such as that and record yourself and send it over to the email. Here soon, we should most likely at least have a bonus episode or something in regards to all the voicemails because I'm going to start sifting through those and picking out some good ones and trying to create an episode on it. Hell yeah. That's going to be dope. I like those. The Yeah, they're fun. If you'd like to support the show, there's plenty of ways you can do it. Uh, we have a Patreon. You can go over there and check out, see if there's anything over there that you're interested in. We have a Venmo. If you'd like to leave us some uh, monster money, some pocket change to fuel our addictions, the best thing you could do is share the show word of mouth. Share it on social media. 
tell your friends. You know the deal. Just help the show grow. Help the hollow cult grow. You can also go to wherever you listen to podcasts, your favorite podcatcher, and leave us a five-star rating and review. And if I find it, I will gladly shout you out on a future show. That being said, today's is brought to us from our friend, Old Man Coyote Face. That's, that's a banger. It's an interesting name. Banger name. Well, Old Man Coyote Face says, five stars, great show. These guys are great. They definitely cover stuff I don't hear on other shows. I started listening a couple weeks ago, and I'm binging way too fast. The Bledsoe series was fascinating and really well done. Keep killing it, boys. Keep it up. Old Man Coyote Face, thanks so much for the kind words and the five stars. We definitely appreciate it. It's always absolutely good to hear some positivity coming in through the old uh, hollow lines. So thank you. And again, leave us something nice and we'll shout you out. Moving on to the listener experience of the day. It comes to us from our friend, Jason. Jason says, Hey guys, I finally found your email address. LOL. So your UFO whistleblower episodes, I'm listening to part one right now. I used to be a deep sea diver. A buddy of mine was doing a job in the Atlantic. He was around 250 feet on the side of a sea shelf that dropped off to an unknown depth. During his dive, he was tracing out pipes. All of a sudden, he started hearing a pulse increasing in speed as he was working. He told Topside, but we heard nothing. There was nothing coming through his mic or video feed. It stopped immediately, and after that, he was electrocuted and went unconscious. Upon pulling him up, he regained consciousness. He suffered minor electrical burns on a good portion of his body. His mic and camera were fried. There were no ships in the area and no known undersea electric lines. Also, there is nothing we know of in the dive world that can do that. I've seen a lot uh, I've seen a lot of shore, but that was one of the stories I could never figure out an answer to. Thanks for listening, Jason. <laughs> that. No. Dude, absolutely not. That's that's kind of where I'm at. Like, the more that I think about it, the more I'm just like, dude, I'm I'm good with not being in deep ocean. I'm kind of with at you. At least Kyle. you're coming to your senses. Yeah, it's about time. There's way too much weird shit in there. If I can't like touch the bottom with my feet, I'm too far. It's what I'm saying, man. It's what I'm saying. Why? You, he gets electrocuted unconscious, and the the pulses like, or whatever it was, may not even be electrocution. Whatever, oh, it was. yeah, it said he was electrocuted. I mean, it's I mean it's one of two things: either he was attacked by whatever these ships and shit are in the Atlantic Ocean, these extra entity ships, or he got attacked by an unknown species of giant electric eel. Well, either one sucks. Yeah, true. They're both terrible. Because <laughs> they, they, they said that, you know, even he, he doubles down on there's no known electrical lines in the area. Yeah. And those guys, you would think that it would be kind of like a top priority for those guys to know that, that bit of information. And especially being right there on a seashelf of an unknown depth, that's terrifying. 
Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. They tell me that and I'm it's, no, Yeah, I'm good. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. That sounds terrible. Yes. It's just not intelligent guys. Stay <laughs> out of the water. Definitely don't get in a giant tube and travel miles below the surface. No, that's not going to end well for you. No. But that being said, Jason, thank you so much for taking the time to submit your experience. I have no idea, but it does. It is weird that it kind of coincides with the underwater UFO distribution center that was also pretty much attacking anything that got close to it. So definite correlation there. I'll be curious to hear what some of the listeners have to say about that. Same, same. But here we go. We are diving in to Kyle's dude. I don't even know how to introduce it. I'm just going to let, I'm just going to let you just take it. Yeah. So, you know, we've all sat around and considered the possibility that some of our tech in today's world was acquired by coming to terms with outside forces, i.e. extraterrestrials. Not to mention, we've all heard those rumors as well from places like Area 51, uh, S2, the Majestic 12, all these whistleblowers that have been coming forward. There's been all types of chatter that would suggest that we have accomplished these things. But I actually had a listener send over a video. And as I sat and listened to it, man, it really, it got my brain just to turn. And it was, I don't know, it was probably like a five or six minute clip. But I decided to go ahead and dive into it because the topic that I originally had was far less fruitful than I thought it was going to be, at least as far as the information I was able to acquire within the allotted amount of time that I had. But it's, so I, I started looking into this and it, it starts leading me down different roads here. So you have uh, project looking glass and the yellow cube, which apparently both of these devices separate from one another, they have the ability to, I, I want to say see into the future, but it doesn't precisely see into the future. It actually gives you possibilities of future. It's not, it's not always a hundred percent set in stone because the man in the, the video actually explains how, like if you're, if you're, if you're sitting there, cause they, they use the computer in conjunction as well to calculate the probability of certain outcomes. And he's like, you could have like a, let's just say a 71% probability of a particular outcome in the future if you choose these paths. However, whenever you factor in human consciousness and free will, that 71% can change extremely fast. Because it, those two things, free will and consciousness, add shitloads of unseen factors to the equation very, very quickly. Which is kind of like what we've talked about before in regards to the 
the 3D chessboard me and Steve talk about or the 4D or whatever, where, you know, the, the elites will make these moves to try to set up a certain outcome. But because of our free will, we, we tend to once in a while throw a wrench in their plan where they have to alter. But I just, I just found that ironic that he said that anyways, in this video, it's, it's labeled as a couple of different things. It's labeled as a CIA, CIA operative, but it, it's also rumored that dude was a Navy SEAL. So odds are he started out as a Navy SEAL and then got recruited by the agency later on in life. But anyways, they approached him with a problem. They needed him to try to come up with a solution to this problem. And when they would use looking glass, there was a problem in regards to 2012, which me and Steve have covered before about how 2012 was a very interesting time. Yeah, we all died. Uh, the world ended. Exactly. They seem to run into a problem where all timelines converged at this point. So after December 21st, 2012, every choice that was essentially made gets brought to the same outcome, essentially. Like it doesn't matter. Like the, the, the decisions that you make just mean less and less for the future because it all, no matter what seems to be funneling into this, the same timeline. So you can't, you almost, it's almost impossible to make changes, which freaked them out. That's why they brought this guy in because apparently he was very good at taking a bad mission and making it good or salvageable, finding alternate solutions to these problems that they had. But I, I just, I see that video and I'm like, all right, this is cool. I got to start digging into this. Then it also brings me to this other thing that's called the yellow cube. And apparently this device seems to have a few different names. I've heard it referenced as black box. I've heard it references as yellow book and yellow disc. So it's got a few different handles, but it's a device that is used by the apparent supposedly it's a device that's used by the military industrial complex and the gray aliens. From one source, it is a device from surviving extraterrestrial life forms of Earth's future. But it's also a recording device that's documented eons of human evolution. And then you have another, almost now that I, I'm kind of going back over my notes and, 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 and thinking about it as I, I go on here, it seems it's almost like this array of possibilities because they mentioned the grays. They mentioned the indu uh, military industrial complex. Now keep in mind whenever the grays and the, the military are involved, it could simply be that because, uh, okay, so I'm going to move forward here just a hair, but apparently the Orion group, which is a insect like, negative aliens who wanted to interbreed with humans around World War II. 
in order to control our timeline. But these beings apparently gave the device to Dwight D. Eisenhower. Now, during night shift, I did get I did get some uh, information mixed up here. I thought it was the Draco reptilians. However, it's not. It's this Orion group that are, which I would assume are the um, like mantis-like beings we've heard about, Steve. You know, I'm talking yeah, about like yeah. the the praying mantis looking yeah. ones. And we've we've heard multiple times that Eisenhower was in cahoots with possibly multiple species of extraterrestrials. Right. So the way my mind is working right now is, is it possible that the Orion group made first contact? They gave the humans access to the yellow cube. And then later on, it's possible that the uh, military made another backdoor deal with the Greys to allow the Greys to use the device too. Oh, yeah, don't know. Sounds like something. But it, it, yeah, and it it is it it's a little conflicting there, and nobody actually aired that out for me. Is it people getting their sources crosswired, or is it a conjunction of of deals because I do come across deals in my research here where they, they are creating treaties with extraterrestrial forces, which we we've heard but, before also. Oh, absolutely. Serpo. So yes, exactly. And I know I've heard it in a couple other instances of treaties being made. And I, man, what was that? There was another one I did. Can I remember? It was on a secret soldier program. Can I remember the name of it? And I apologize. But I'm pretty sure they talked about every, I don't remember if it was 10 or 50 years or whatever it was, they renew treaties with certain groups. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Oh, dude, it's, it's, it's insane to like legitimately sit and consider. But... You know, so could 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 this have been part of the deal that we've we've all heard about? Just a detail that's that's often left out because it's also suggested that the Zeta slash Orion group beings succeeded, and a lot of what's going on today is a result of their hive mind capabilities. It's another bizarre aspect to consider in the overall grand scheme that these mantis-like beings were able to somehow breed with humans and create like a, a, a subspecies, so to speak. And through that, they're able to use their hive mind to just sow chaos into the world. Seems a little far-fetched to me, <clears throat> but it's there for everyone to consider. Yeah. You You hear so many stories about different gods and whatnot always coming in to mate with the humans. That's a good point. It's, uh, it makes you wonder if they're they're like where there's smoke, there's fire, you know? Yeah. I mean, cause back in the day, it wouldn't be a stretch to consider that an alien was a God. Oh yeah. The descriptions are 
it's pretty, pretty spot on, man. Right. Right. It's, yeah. Especially if something came from a, if you're an Egyptian and something comes out of the sky in a ship you've never seen and it's vaguely human, but not human. And yeah, you're immediately going to think, man, this, this thing is way beyond our capabilities here. So. Yeah. It's, it's not going to take much to blow your mind when you're living back no. in you're you're living in a, a rock building. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, it could almost happen with who we are today. Oh, infinitely. And I'm not taking anything away from the Egyptians before anybody starts. No, absolutely coming not. Coming out like the Egyptians couldn't build the pyramids by themselves. But in the context of gods and aliens, yeah. they would come out. Them coming out of the sky, I'm pretty sure they would be pretty shocked. Oh, Yeah. I would be shocked at this point in yes, my life. Same. same. <laughs> but so back this yellow cube. This thing can see probable outcomes of the future, like I went over a little bit earlier. And supposedly this thing can get thrown off a lot by human consciousness. So if the person controlling it believes a certain way or envisions it in a certain way, it can actually change the outcome of the probability that you see for your future or past. Dude, that's, that's because like the example that was given to me was if you were, if you were to use it to look back in time for the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, but you were an atheist, you would not get to see the crucifixion of Jesus Christ because in your mind it was not real. Because you didn't. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't even consider showing you that possibility, that probability. Because you didn't believe in it. Because you didn't believe in it. It's so strange. Like we talked about on the night shift how everyone is tying consciousness into all of this, human consciousness. Dude, I've been hearing a lot about it. Tom Tom DeLong came came forward in one of his interviews and said that essentially we create our reality with our consciousness, which is kind of what the, the cube is saying. That we create the reality with our consciousness. So everybody is kind of creating it as we go and they just kind of interlap with one another. And then you got uh, the whistleblowers coming out talking about how we can't reverse engineer things because we, it has something to do with connecting consciousness. Then you got Bigelow comes out. He said the same thing that we, that America is actively trying to reverse engineer crafts that they picked up, but that we just cannot do it. And he said that it has something to do with connecting human consciousness to whatever these crafts are. So like, I don't know. We also have, what was it? John from Stardust Ranch, the beings that he supposedly met explained to him that, the, the humans should be able to get to the point where they are able to connect with every essential living organism on the planet. Like there, there is a consciousness connection yeah. there. So almost everybody talks about consciousness. It's, and we don't like, we don't even know what it is. You know no, what I mean? no, we're not even close. I think that they're starting to tap into it somehow. And they probably have been able to for a hot minute, but as far as you and me are concerned, clueless. 
Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. Like you said, like the almost the best description that we could have for it is like the soul. In a way. Yeah, yeah. It's it's almost like I don't even know. It's almost like the your essence of being a person. Yeah. It's weird. But as I as I carried on in my research, I came across this interview with a Dr. Dan Birch. And this interview, I'm, I'm assuming, took place in about 2006. But this man was a, or is, was a microbiologist that claimed he worked for the Majestic 12. He also comes forward and references these devices. The uh, Project Looking Glass and the Yellow Cube book or whatever name you want to give it. But he says, so it gets kind of convoluted here again. But he says that actually the ones that we have were created from carvings found in ancient Sumerian and Egyptian. And that they were in these, uh, cannot remember what they were called. They were basically in these containers that they, they found. Um, once again, even even from the Sumerian and Egyptian text that they found, they claimed that this tech came from a ship from the Zeta Reticuli system, which should be where the Orion group is from. There was also a SETI temple that was believed to be built on the closest entry point from this world to the next which attracted people to actually protect it. Now get this, and I, I'm highly considering looking into this a little bit further as well, but the people that protected this, this ancient temple were known as the Cosmic Brotherhood, which is pretty fucking interesting. That sounds like a rabbit hole. All right. Yeah. In one of the ancient Egyptian concepts, they set a box that could be held in the hands which show you your fate, which is legitimately the yellow cube. Uh, but it, with this device, you know, you, you if we were actually able to back engineer this device from ancient records, which I'm, it, once again, it, that becomes another kind of convoluted um, topic because you would assume that the Egyptians and Sumerians, their version, their, their definition of technology and ours is two completely different things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you, you'd almost assume that that's not, like, it wouldn't be a hundred percent correct, but I don't know. Maybe they had access to, metallic you know materials when they were able to manipulate them like we can today i don't know but from what i do know it does seem a little bit more likely that we acquired ours from some source outside of our planet but i don't know this one's claiming that we more or less back engineered it from these ancient documents but one way or the other the devices this device is here now in our time and supposedly, 
the I want to say the Americans had it. The Americans of the UN. Anyways, what they started doing, and I think I read that the CIA started doing this. They actually started making deals with the elite of the world. They were taking this thing around and making these backwards de- backwards deals. You know, like, hey, we'll let you use this device to to maximize your future in return for whatever they asked for in return. You could, I mean, your your imagination is the limit on that, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, you know all of them took them up on that. Um, then you have a couple other weird connections here. There's the Matt Growing, the creator of The Simpsons. And as we all know, they have notoriously predicted the future. And there are rumors that he could actually be connected to Looking Glass and the Yellow Cube. He just they, apparently they just had another one with the with the whole sub fiasco. I saw I saw Isn't that. that crazy where Homer's underwater it's, looking at the old ship yes. and he gets hung up and there are low oxygen warnings on the submersible and it's there's there's almost too many of those for it not to be something, man. Right? But supposedly, from what I read, Matt said that the fictional town, Springfield, was actually real, and it was in Oregon. He, he claimed that he actually grew up in this town, and the neighboring town to this Springfield was another small town called Looking Glass. Weird. Furthermore... It said that Growing was a high-ranking Freemason and may have had access to these devices or projects. We're going to have to get him on the show. Oh, dude, that would be epic. Dude, you got to break. You have to break the probably the, the way you guys have predicted everything. Yeah, Break that shit on our show. Let's go. So strange. Some of the shit is so so ridiculously specific. It's I know. It's, it gets to a point to where it's beyond coincidence. It has to be. It has to be. And like like I was watching, people were pointing out it's legitimately like the most successful, longest running series ever created. Yeah. Think think there's not a reason for that. And most people are like. Exactly. That's exactly what they were saying. Like, there is a fucking reason that happens. But apparently when it comes to the tech itself, apparently this thing uses uh, wormhole technology to help see the probability of the future or the past. It's, It's derived, like I said, it's derived from the cylinder seals that predate Sumerian time. So basically they were able, like I said, they were able to find these Sumerian seals, cylinder seals, and within these they had instructions on how to access wormholes, which could have been what we would call stargates. That's all. It also said, yeah, it's also said that all the elites saw a cataclysmic event which prompted them to agree to dismantle the devices and not use them until 2017. They also discovered that information on this tech had been purposely planted in the past 
across many areas of the world. So the way I read this is because of whatever cataclysmic event coming up, they were all like, all right, we got to put these things away. We are fucking up the future at this point. We're doing way more damage than, than it needs to be. Also, is it possible? I don't even know where I was going with that. Now my brain farted on me. But by them, it makes me think that by planning evidence in the past, that they were trying to allow someone from the past to find the tech, rebuild the tech, and possibly change the future, which would affect their future. I think that's probably what they were thinking. What was significant about 2017? I don't know. I wondered the same thing. It's strange. I couldn't find any hard information on why 2017 in specific. Yeah, that's strange to me. Because to my knowledge, what we're going through right now was released in about 2006. Like the information that I'm 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 relaying currently, because this should all be from the Dan interview. So I don't I don't know why 2017 was so special. This is, uh, you know how I do whenever you open these doors and I start diving down them. What? <clears throat> Found just this website here, mysteriology.com. Back in the 1920s, the Stargate was allegedly uncovered underground in Baghdad, Iraq. According to popular belief, Iraq was once uh, the Garden of Eden. Iraq also marks the home of ancient Sumerians who held strong beliefs relating to interdimensional travel and may indeed hold the key to human creation. It's been theorized that there are still Stargates buried in the sands of Iraq. Uh, Dan Bruch... That's the same guy. Yeah, an Area 51 employee claims a Stargate in Iraq does exist and confirms the acquisition that the Iraq war was a cover to acquire it. Uh, They got a picture of a Sumerian cylinder seal here. Depicts Gilgamesh's journey beyond the gates at the end of the earth, guarded by doorkeepers, tending ringed or ringing posts. He met uh, Napistim, Napistim? the Sumerian Noah at the source of the waters of immortality. Another carving shows the depiction of a Sumerian God entering earth through a gateway. In this scene, we see two guards flanking the entrance to a gateway in which a third person makes an entrance or an exit. The two guards hold devices, poles with flat tops, which could have served an astronomical purpose. So fucking weird. Dude, it is weird. It's it's so weird because, yeah, I get to it here in a second, but I'll go ahead and hit it now. Dan claims, because the lady interviewing him asks for essentially a specific number of Stargates on the planet. How many Stargates are there? And he he refuses to give the actual amount. But he says there are over 50 Stargates on the planet that are working 
And I do remember reading that I think some of the, if I remember correctly, some of the, or one of the areas where they, they buried or hid information in the past was around Iraq, that, that area. Yeah. I remember people in the chat this past week of, uh, night shift saying that the Iraq war was supposedly over Stargate. Yeah. Um, another weird little crumb that I found the more that I got to looking at looking glass, this text seems like it's, it's a, a, a bit of a bigger contraption, which makes perfect sense if it's back engineered off of a Stargate, but it does get referenced and I could not find any more, but I, like I had a limited amount of time to prepare. So I apologize for that, but it does reference how, they did actually try to send test subjects through this. Of course they did. Apparently some of these subjects didn't fare too well and they resulted in some pretty gruesome deaths. However, that wasn't the case for all of the subjects. So that would suggest that people were actually sent through which could more or less be a definition of time travel. Since this has the ability of past and future capabilities. Yeah. So it's just like this whole big, there's a lot of just, it, it seems like there's just a lot of rumors around looking glass. Like there's not a lot of, hammered solid facts on it like dan wants to come out and and give out information but the information now i'm now that i'm kind of rereading it it's very like almost misguiding like it which also tracks for a, a lot of this stuff say what so this also tracks for a lot of this stuff You cut out. Oh, uh, yeah, my net's getting stupid. <laughs> I can hear you now, though. Okay, I was just saying that that the misguidance and the deception also tracks for a lot of these things. Yes, I absolutely agree, 100%. 100%. Um, Dan actually uses... Now, okay, so I'm going to try to paint this picture. Dan apparently was involved in treaties. Now, as I'm reading his interview, I'm very confused on treaties because it's like a, I can't remember the exact numbers. It's like a S19 treaty, S9 treaty. I'm like, what in the hell are these things? So I start trying to Google those. I can't find any information on them. Not that they don't exist, but you know how the internet is. But then he's, he has these w- weird uh, words in them. Like he's like, I was able to get Lotus out of it. And I was able to get some of the abductions out of it. And I'm like, what in the fuck is he talking about? Because this does not make any sense. Using the word abductions in regards to treaties with other countries. That does doesn't seem... Right. So 
But apparently what Dan ended up doing is he used the yellow cube to show some of the members within Lotus. Because I, I, as I looked into Lotus, it's actually a project Lotus. And he was able to show some of these members their future. And apparently it showed them standing on the bones of their families, essentially. Like it was whatever it showed them was fucking horrible. Horrible enough for them to back out of this whole treaty to get Lotus completely out of here. They're like, yep, not doing this shit. Done. Uh, so he was able to get some of this shit removed. And which then kind of brings me as I look into Lotus a little bit. My assumption is, is that these treaties that were being haggled on were treaties with aliens in regards to the abductions and shit like that. Because as you look into Lotus, Lotus is a whole nother thing that has to do with disclosure. Hey, Hollow Cult, the weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season. And the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tacovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tacovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Which I'm going to try to hurry up and put an episode together on that because I think that might be pertinent to a lot of the things that have been going on the past couple of years with our disclosure. Because I can't remember the exact date, but I think the plan, the original plan for Lotus was around 2002. If I remember correctly said, don't quote me, 
little little out of whack here. But it had to do with disclosure, and then they backburned it, which could have been the the backing out of these treaties. And then they they had agreed for the reopening of Looking Glass and Yellow Book, Yellow Cube, in 2017, which would have put us right before all the chaos in current times. And who's to say that 2017 didn't get skewed to 2018 or 2019 or 2020? You know, those. it seems like these things change on the fly once in a while. But this Dan guy, he even talks about how with the cube and looking glass, it put him in touch with organizations like MJ 12 and which would be the majestic 12. You have a MJ nine. Don't think that I've heard of MJ nine. Don't know if it means majestic nine or what. Um, he also claims. And if I remember correctly during the, during an interview, I think the woman calls him out on it, but he says that he went as far to go to Brussels. And I think that's where she cuts him off because apparently that's where you go to meet the Illuminati. Which is interesting. Yeah. Um, so you have two, at least two massive names on this front. You have the Majestic 12 and the Illuminati that get brought into con- connection with the Yellow Cube which would only make sense that the organizations are 100% real, that they would want to get their hands on this type of tech. Um, but apparently during this, this trip, the, to go see the Illuminati, uh, supposedly the cube went missing. Dan more or less alludes to having the, which this is where he calls it the black box, which, like I said, is another name for the yellow cube. Anyways, it seemed that he had it in his apartment. But when he had, he apparently he had this severe seizure, which put him out of commission for quite a while. But a person or group or whomever actually went into his apartment and acquired this yellow cube. And he said, whoever took it, it's in safe hands and it won't be used to harm humanity. Now, Dan starts to consider that that's why the Illuminati had what he refers to as the, which I'm not sure if anybody knows what this means or can learn me something. The Illuminati refers to as the old Magi, M A G I. And how it hasn't done much to humanity. But ironically enough, he brings up global warming. He says that it's actually a strategy over control. So you have everyone talking about it and that they'll implement just enough to keep the higher latitude countries safe. Which ironically are the more wealthy countries. But it'll cause the lower ones to rise the temperatures to rise and they'll lose all their crops. He also goes on to talk about how in the early nineties, by using looking glass 
we were in fact informed about 9-11. By looking looking glass, I get this, wrap your brains around this one. Looking glass apparently presented two possibilities on the exact same day 9-11 took place. But the powers that be decided that 9-11 was far less impactful than whatever the other possibility was. So 9-11 got chosen. 9-11 was the, the lesser of the two evils. The lesser of the what? two. Wrap your brain around that one. That's a terrifying thought. Absolutely. And then from here I move on. Now the original video that got sent to me on Instagram that prompted this entire rabbit hole to begin with. I found an extended version of that. Not sure if I buy that it's the entirety of the interview, but it is a much longer portion of it. So like I said, apparently it's the CIA guy coming forward. Um, the guy that's doing the interview explains why he got brought into the equation. Like I said previously, um, he's really good at fixing bad missions and problem solving. So they brought him in to figure out why the timeline is condensing or if there is a way around it, which he was completely unable to find. And he said, whatever causes this always ends up happening, which he was never in, he was never informed as to what initially caused the time collapse. So it, it made it that much harder for him to try to find a solution. He's like everything everything was kept extremely tight lipped. Like I knew what and it's what we've heard before, the the whole compartmentalization behind everything. He was only he only knew what basically what he needed to know. And even what he needed to know kind of got left out on certain occasions. But he believes what's happening or what is causing this condensing of timelines is some type of mass awakening and and more or less evolution of human consciousness, which kind of plays in because like you said earlier, Steve, everyone right now is talking about human consciousness. Everyone's talking about it. And even if it's not even like jumping on to other people's bandwagons, people are just subtly mentioning it here and there about consciousness, this and consciousness that it's just, it's being brought up so much that it, there has to be something more to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. But when this guy was first brought in, you know, like he was legitimately worried that whatever was causing the timeline distortion collapse, whatever you want to call it, that it was like this end of world type scenario, but he words it fucking perfectly. He's like, no, it's, it's more that it's, and into their world type situation, referring to the elites and being able to manipulate the timeline to further benefit themselves. That's that's what I was thinking too. I'm like, man, I wonder if it's all these elites, you know, they keep fucking with the timeline and it's it's leading itself to some catastrophic event. But now when you switch the narrative a little bit, I guess if they can't manipulate the timeline, then it would also bottleneck itself into a singular timeline. Right. And, and 
supposedly that's why this guy, the the CIA guy, came forward because he's like, I don't support this at all because people's futures should be free. Everyone should have free will and be able to manifest their future themselves and not have it overly manipulated by people of wealth, essentially, you know, which is completely reasonable and understandable. Like he's right. We shouldn't be having our, our, like you and me, like in order for Elon Musk to be as rich as he is, me and Steve, Kyle has to be a tree trimmer and Steve has to work in a coal plant. Like that's the, that's the optimal timeline for these cards to line out. You know what I mean? Like, because you got to think as we've heard, like when you manipulate the time, like you're not just manipulating like your fragment of time, like that has a ripple effect much larger than we can even understand. Even just off the top of your head. Like if you think about the people it affects, it's ridiculous. Exactly. And so I think like, like I said, that's why this guy is supposedly coming forward. But the, the lady interviewing him asks about the yellow cube and the man acknowledges it. And he basically says the same thing that Dan did that, you know, this man says he's not sure if it's still on the planet. He, he corroborates that it's, it's gone. Somebody has it, but he's like, I'm not sure if it's even on this planet, but I can tell you this. It's definitely protected from use. He also confirms Dan's take on all the stargates and looking glass being shut down. Of of the of the same thing that they're they're all seeing the same outcome, no matter which stargate they use, because they even tried experimenting with that using looking glass in separate locations. Like to see if maybe a different location would manifest a different timeline. Um as I dig through the yellow cube, it's brought up how when someone would use the cube, they would also typically have to bring in someone else to help with this, this interfacing because you, you needed someone with a higher vibration to help aid and more or less become the middleman of the situation. Cause the person wanting to use the cube would have a lower vibration that what's needed so they had to bring in almost like a specialist of a higher vibration to help facilitate the connection um and also by doing this it would help eliminate anomalies within the cube's prediction it wouldn't make it perfect but it would definitely aid in that process then he kind of hits the the interview with a bombshell we've talked about this type of thing you know plenty of times however it's a little different coming from him you know obviously with the given experience here you know assuming he's legit and he has legit credentials etc etc but he says if i could tell everyone one thing it would be this whatever we believe is going to come true, will come true. So it's essentially what you said earlier, Steve, that our consciousness can 
can create our reality. Because he, he said, whatever we believe will come true is going to come true. He's like, you know, as an example, if someone were to, which is terrifying when you really apply this to current media cycles and shit like that. But he says, if someone were to sit there and utterly convince us that a bad natural disaster is going to happen soon, and we all believe it, we all 100% believe that a bad natural disaster is going to happen. He's like, then a bad natural disaster will happen soon. That's... Which, like I said, is terrifying when you consider, like, media cycles and shit. Yeah, it's... So it almost suggests, like, this... Like... Like manifestation. Yeah. But on a, on a weird scale, right? Because... So could it be... That the, if I believe about, if I believe something that's going to happen in my life, I can manifest that, that destiny if I 100% believe it. But in order to, to affect the globe, to affect humanity on a large scale, we all have to pitch in on that belief. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of hard to explain. But I feel like that's almost what it takes because he said, you know, he's like, we have to be convinced of a natural disaster. He doesn't say like, he, like Steve, Steve needs to be convinced that there's a, a bad natural disaster. And if he 100% believes it, then it comes true. The way it sounds is that we all have to pitch in on that belief, which is fucking weird when you consider things like Slender Man and stuff. Yeah, it's almost like everyone that could be affected by that natural disaster has to have some sort of consciousness input into it. Right, you know I mean? yeah. Not, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. just like, oh, I I believe there's going to be a gigantic earthquake on the West Coast and then it happens. But it, if it does happen with my singular belief, it affects everybody else's timeline that's on the West Coast, everybody that has family on the West Coast, everybody that knows somebody on the West Coast. Right. It's it's kind of it's kind of a lot to take in to to like sit and seriously consider. Like it's it's a lot for your brain to process. At what <laughs> at what point do we start taking Tom DeLong seriously? I don't know, man. It's hard because he's. <sighs> I don't like, like we talked about, I don't know if I'm ready for that, but he's been coming out with stuff that right off the rip sounds a little like, Oh, okay, Tom. But then as you look more and more into it, you're like, Oh shit. All right. Tom. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I wouldn't be opposed to sitting down and talking to the dude at all. Cause there, there are like these, uh, Reddit groups they're, I mean, I can't remember. They call themselves either timeline jumpers or reality jumps or something where they singularly focus themselves into, they call it jumping timelines, but essentially it's manifesting them, manifesting their future as to way, as to where they want it to be. 
like, oh, I want to be a like they're they're in here and they're like, I am going to focus on the timeline where I'm a successful writer. I'm going to focus on a timeline where I'm a successful YouTuber. I'm going to focus on the timeline where I have a family and they put all of their focus and energy into that. And essentially they, they jump, they get on that timeline, but on the flip side of that, they're focusing all their energy into making that happen. Right. So it's like, did they jump timelines? Did they not? Did they, Man- or did you finally just focus enough to actually manifest your own future? Take the proper steps. To yeah, to take the proper future. step. Right. Essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's it's a hard one, man. It really is. But you know, back to this CIA guy. Oh, he, what if, he what if the singularity, the awakening is not so much that the we can't keep the elites from fucking with the past, but we develop the ability to manifest our own futures. I mean, it's possible because they say, like he says it, it is an evolution of human consciousness. Whatever's coming is like the next step in that in that process. We get we, get, we Johnny Q Public here get so good at manifesting our own future that nothing that they can do in the past can throw us off our timelines. That would be pretty epic. I'm going to go with that route. Yeah, you'd see a lot of happy mofos out there. I'm here for it. That's what I'm saying. Here for it. Fuck trimming trees. Fuck the elite. (laughs) That needs to be a sticker. (laughs) I'm down with that shit. (laughs) But, uh... Dude, dude from the CIA says in his in his interview here that when the timelines do finally converge, uh, it's going to be the end of something, but the beginning of something so far beyond our current level of understanding. So it's just going to completely annihilate everything that we know. Which, if if think about the the consequences if it comes out that we produce our own realities how do you how how do you even put that into I feel like that gets chaotic fast too like if every single person on the planet is able to manifest their own reality and it's happening on the fly as as we're going through it yeah that's nuts yeah. That is not then at, at that point what is real? Everything because you're creating it, but like I and I guess if you're creating your own reality via your consciousness, it doesn't matter at that point. It's yeah. going to be real because you you are bringing it into existence. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's another thing that a it's late and b it's it that takes a lot of brain power to, to sit and just just process. Yeah, and my brain doesn't work that good. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But another, which is odd, man, because this is this is three in a row. But this dude, CIA dude, also goes on to reference nine eleven. But in regards to this, this 
whatever's happening. He says, he says, the truth will be in our face. And he references 9-11. But he, he says, we all know the truth about it and what actually went on. You know, but it it's not going to be where it's like us assuming things. It's we are going to know without question what the fuck's going on. He also talks about the timelines again and how it ends up getting narrowed down to two possible timelines. Timeline one is where mankind ascends. He uses the word ascends here, which is very peculiar. And timeline two is where a massive disaster happens and drives most of us underground, <laughs> which sucks. Those are, but that's, that's two very different scenarios. <laughs> right. But he points out the small fact, and it is kind of a fun little note. He's like, but even back then when I first started working on this, timeline one was timeline one and timeline two was timeline two. It never changed. The good one where mankind ascends has always been timeline one. They've never flopped. You know, the numbers or the, the labels around. The disaster one has always been known as timeline two. And he, find, he found that ironic, you know, just that, like the the optimal one is timeline one, and he's like, I don't know. It just seems ironic to me, you know. But I don't know, man. Like, what 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 are your overall thoughts on? I know there's more information out there on Looking Glass. It's just really hard to sift through, and geez, man, Google has gotten so bad yeah. about not showing shit anymore. It's fucking ridiculous. Dude, I don't... I wish there was more web browsers out there to use. I don't even know where to start with this one. And there's so many There's so many other things out there called Looking Glass. Oh, yeah. I was trying to... I was kind of digging through stuff, and, and there's... There's so much stuff out there. There's actually another Operation Looking Glass that involved... Um. I want to say almost like a, what do they call it? Like a surveillance plane that flies way up in there, has the damn radar thing that's spinning off the top of it. You know, a big super surveillance yeah, plane. There, there's a looking glass that they were trying to create where it, it you can take yourself and you can virtually put yourself in past memories as kind of like, what? yeah, I just, I just saw it on here and I was like, what in the fucking world? And I mean, it's, which is it's weird because it kind of plays on the idea of looking yeah, glass. manipulating the past. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's fucking weird. But I didn't want to like take it down the take it down that link. Um, but it makes me want to dive into like Sumerian mythology even more because it's always interesting. For sure. To me. But the fact that like it ties all these together, because I mean the Anunnaki are directly tied to Sumer- Sumerian mythology, like they they are right. the gods of Sumeria, and the fact that it kind of plays into, um, like almost like human creation and uh, the the stargates are like you you look up the the carvings and shit. I saved some pictures that I'll post on socials once this drops, but it legitimately looks like these creatures are walking through stargates and these these carvings from Sumeria. Like it, that, that's what it looks like. It looks like they're like get passing through it. It's it's 
It's bizarre, man. I don't know. I don't know. Dude, it's like, and there, there's been other talks about um, the same type of technology not in Looking Glass, and I always forget the stupid name of it. We've talked about it before, Steve, and it's the the device that's hidden in the Vatican. I cannot remember the name. Oh, I even read it. Yeah. Uh, uh, chronovisor. That's it. That's it. But it essentially, kind of the same thing, right? So there's more than one example of, of technology like this being out there. And they're called different things. And that's another dirty little fucking trick that I know that they like to pull is, you know, name a bunch of different things, the same name. So it, it further throws everything off the trail. You know, there's 50 of damn things out there called looking glass project, looking glass. The, I found I've operation looking I glass. I found this. Uh, it's called the looking glass, visually projecting yourself into the past as uh, brought up by two people at the interactions laboratory, the department of C- computer sciences or computer science at the university of Calgary. Uh, this is their, <sighs> I'll just read this because it's fucked. Uh, Good. It says abstract memories define us as individuals and are considered a special aspect of one's life. We try to preserve our memories as much as possible by taking pictures, videos, or through any form of documentation that we can to later revisit them in our lives. Our goal is to design an immersive system that allows rich documentation of the past and interactive 3D revisitation of stored reflections in the future. Our prototype system, the Looking Glass, captures human experiences and allows users to interactively explore them. Our system, unlike classic methods of documentation, extends the experience of visiting memories beyond viewing and affords an immersive, interactive experience. The Looking Glass is envisioned to provide a 3D visual experience of revisiting past scenes, allowing a more entertaining and emotionally engaging personal approach to re-experiencing your past memories. This short paper presents our research motivation, design approach, and details uh, or implements and efforts of the current prototype. So essentially, visually putting yourself into what they say your past memories. So the Looking Glass is an interactive installation exploring a limited time traveling technique. It projects a user on it projects a user into a captured scene in real time. How does that even fucking work? Because, dude, the, like the only way that happens is a you take the device with you everywhere and it records in a literal three sixty degree. The the verbiage it would be more than be everything. The verbiage is weird. Through time travel, a person will be able to see and re-experience a memory firsthand. One will be able to encounter past entities, travel to places which may have been physically past entities. Yes travel to places which may have been physically altered over the years and visit them in their past form and meet and interact with people that occupied these past spaces and may have been long gone since. We believe that being able to interact and participate while reflecting on past memories will dramatically will be dramatically more engaging than simply viewing a past scene or hearing or reading about it. Dude, that's so fucked up. I mean, it, it almost legitimately sounds like the yellow cube or something. Yeah. Like 
they're they're putting this they're selling this as you going into the past like interacting with your grandpa you know like oh here's grandpa fishing let's go and fish with grandpa one more time but who's to say they 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 can't put people into other people's past memories if you put if you inject someone into somebody's memories from the past does it alter their memories from the future does it change the way you remember how the fuck did this device even get your memories yeah Dude, I don't know. And we don't like just that. That's that's terrifying to think that there's a device out there that like, even if even if you have to start from scratch, start right now. Yeah, it's still mean there's still a psychic connection with that device that imprints your your memories. And that, that just seems sketch as fuck. Let me look through this a little bit more. And the fact that they call it the looking glass. Uh, capturing the looking glass and its current prototype is able to capture scenes and its corresponding depth information. However, this is far from the envisioned system, which captures scenes infinitely. We currently do not have any means of recording data infinitely. Hence, we have designed the looking glass such as it only captures scenes when instructed, instructed to do so. <coughs> so they want the looking glass recording everything all the time. Yeah. Although this limits users to be able to, so it's almost it's almost it'd be like taking a GoPro with you then. It's, but for everything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although this limits users to only be able to revisit select scenes from the past, those which were captured, we believe it still allows us to explore a design concept. Like, what if? What if, like, dude, there's an unsolved murder, right, from like ten years ago. And they're, they're like, well, we don't know anybody that's tied to this, but, oh, damn, here's Steve from the Looking Glass right here in this area where this murder happened. Essentially changing the future. I wouldn't, dude, at this point, I would not doubt it at all. Uh, They should, they're I know I've referenced it before, but I've referenced how the Rando Nautica guy has talked about tapping into um, consciousness to help with Rando Nautica and shit like that. It's so fucking weird, man. It's showing pictures of like the people interacting with scenes, static scenes, and they they say the user is captured in a scene as a ghost-like blue figure while the captured scene is tinted in yellow for an old sepia photo effect. And they have a, a picture of a kid in a classroom with another kid sitting on the table, but then they got future him also sitting on the table in the photo. That doesn't even make sense. It's weird. And he's, it's... It's almost like they're injecting them in right now. It's like they're injecting them in. I don't know. I mean, he's sitting on the table, but I don't know. I don't fucking know. I don't like it though. We'll go with that. <laughs> the past is let's just let the past lay dead. Just let just leave it alone. Yeah. We don't, we don't need to be tinkering around with that type of stuff. That just leads to bad things. And it's weird that they just keep like, using this moniker over and over again for all this weird shit, you know? Yeah. The current prototype of looking glass is lacking in necessary functionalities that would bring it close to mimicking actual time travel. 
However, we believe the current prototype hints at the potential of our approach. We hope that within the next iteration of this prototype, we'll be able to demonstrate a 3D immersive approach that will change the way users revisit their memories, making the experience more personal and engaging. No. It's like one step closer to the metaverse, except you can go back and change the past. Yeah, and it's just, I don't, I just feel like that's things that we shouldn't be tinkering with, man. And closer to the goal of mimicking time travel. Which. Why would you want to mimic it? I mean, changing the past is exactly what the yellow cube essentially is doing. You know, to manipulate the future. Dude, I don't know. Shit's, shit's yeah. weird. It is, it is far complex. I know there's a lot of quantum <laughs> stuff that goes sorry into Sorry for it. going off on this tangent, but it's, I mean, it's kind of the same, but. In a way, yeah. I don't know, bro. Me either, man. I wouldn't put it past. If, if a thing such as the, the yellow cube exists, the elites definitely got their money's worth out of it. A hundred times without question, without question. That's 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 easy. I mean, think about it. If the CIA actually had it, what a bargaining chip! Oh, dude! Holy shit! Change the outcome of holy. Change the outcome of elections. You can change the outcome of wars. You can change the outcome of of essentially anything. Yeah, you could damn near rule the world with that thing. Or have enough favors in your back pocket where you don't have to worry about nothing. I don't nothing. know how they're so how dudes are so confident that it's in good hands. We don't know if it's on the planet, but it's on good. It's in good hands. That sounds sus to me. That sounds like you don't know where the fuck it is. When you say we don't know if it's on the planet or not, but then you you come you come in with the left, but but we're it's 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 gonna be fine. I'm gonna say you don't know yeah. where the fuck that thing is. No, you're trying to no, but. I, I know that, I don't remember if it was Looking Glass or the Cube. I think it was Looking Glass. Uh, Looking Glass got dismantled and put into pieces and all all types of shit. Because you hear that there are these Stargates all over the world. I think I made a TikTok about it that went viral. Like tons of Stargates. I think I called them. Yeah, I think I did call them Stargates. And I I found a map of them or some shit that I put on that TikTok. Is there... Is there one under our houses? No, I can't see the future. That sucks. That's like, well, looking glass is derived from a Stargate. They, they modify it somehow. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe there is like, one. and they, they said with looking glass, you, I, I don't understand it because my brain doesn't work this way. But if you only have one looking glass open and running, you can see images from the past, the future. If you use another one in tandem, you can actually get audio with the the video that you're seeing. That's weird. Super weird. Like I said, don't understand it because it's far too complex for someone like me. But that's what it was rumored, is that to get video and audio, you have to have two Stargates running. What happens if you have three? I don't know. It becomes looking glass and you can project yourself into the past. Probably. I tracks. I need to just dive into this Anunnaki creation, Sumerian creation, yes. and go down it because. Yeah, it's, run hard. It's, 
it's uh something it's pretty wild from the the bits and pieces that we've talked about it's pretty wild yeah yeah i'm in it though i'm ready i think it'll be awesome yeah. uh, i feel like it's gonna be a lot of information oh yeah just based on the little shit that i've looked into and well the good thing is is we have some really awesome user submissions that are essentially episodes themselves that we can put forth while hammer time's going on you know we have a holophone that we can yeah and it can mess with as well it can be one of those ones that i work on here work on there yeah absolutely like i said on i said on craig craig button had been started for probably three years before I went, I swung back around to him and finished it up this past a little bit. But yeah, I, dude, I don't know. Uh, it wouldn't like, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they had the ability to look into the past and manipulate it. Honestly, I mean, no, me either. It, like I said, the, the the as far as the future goes, they just saw the optimal path to take and what decision to make on this day, and then that one, and this and that. Think about all the fucked up shit that we we experience as just just being the the lowly people on the chain here. Think about deja vu. Think about the Mandela effect. This could all be byproducts of them going back and manipulating the past. And it just, it's just bleed and runoff. You know, they're like, oh, well, we missed, we, in this timeline, say, we, we went back here and we, we thwarted this assassination attempt that totally threw the world into chaos in 2026. And the only real collateral damage is that the, the spilling for Fruit Loops is going to change. It's like, do you think the public are going to notice it? Yeah, but are they going to make a big deal about it? Nah, let's just roll with it. Nah. Oh, I guarantee, I, yeah, I absolutely 100% back that. And if even if the public did know, if if if, I, if it benefited them, I could see them pulling the trigger on it. Oh, yeah. They don't give a shit at all, period. The no. End. no, you are 100% right. If, they, if it's good for them, then it's good for everybody. Just roll it. Just roll it. Yeah, brother, I don't know, man. It's a weird one, dude. I wish I could find like more on it, but it's it's just like I said, it's one of them ones that there's so many things out there named the same thing that it gets super hard to navigate yeah. to without large amounts of time to dedicate to it. And a lot of it's weird. It's weird, and I like it, and I like a lot of the implications. Like I said, I'm going to be looking into Project Lotus which has to do with a lot of disclosure. So I'm pretty excited about that. Hopefully that's fruitful. Uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Oh, yeah. Let's see where we end up. Yeah. Well, Hollow Cult, that brings us to the end of another Monday. We appreciate you all hanging out with us. Glad that you make us part of your week. Um, last week's night shift to drop tomorrow kick it with us on wednesday 8 p.m central time on the old youtube and facebook for the night shift live and check us out at all our social medias you know where they are till we meet again stay safe stay weird 
And if it's got the name Looking Glass, just just don't fuck with it because it's probably not going to end well. And manifest your own future. <laughs>